I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Everybody, happy Thanksgiving. It is Oops the Podcast. I'm Francis. He's Julio Gallerati. And we are so thrilled to celebrate the pilgrims and the feast <laughs> and the bounty of Thanksgiving with you today. Whether you're driving along an interstate jammed with bumper to bumper traffic with a, a, a nice tinfoil covered mashed potato plate in the back seat. <laughs> getting colder by the second, or if you're at an airport uh, wondering if you'll make it in time for dinner, uh, we salute you. We do. We do. Yeah. Dude, this this one goes out to all the people who are complaining about going home for Thanksgiving and having to deal with their families not aligning with them politically. Shut the fuck up, dude. Mm, mm. You're lucky you have a fucking family. You are lucky. A lot of, lot of people don't have families. Yeah, get out you of here. You know who doesn't have a family anymore? The natives. <laughs> I don't think the natives have families anymore. And I'm not just talking about Native Americans. I'm talking about natives of anywhere. If you're native to where you are from, you probably don't know where your family is because you're living in the trees. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Na- natives of... Uh, oh, you mean term... like indigenous tribes? Yeah. Yeah. Old schoolers. Mm. People that don't like running water or, you know, like Pokemon and stuff. They're not familiar with that. People who are getting murdered by loggers. They don't have magazine subscriptions because <laughs> they're making fires with old techniques. <laughs> Flint and Tinder, and I don't mean the app. <laughs> yeah, dude, they're spending all their time dealing with the thousands of spirits they believe in. Yeah, stupid, stupid. Oh, I got a cut. I got a cut on my leg. I'd better, better pray to it. Well, that's getting gangrene. You need a hospital, moron. Yeah, nice ceremonial totem pole, loser. <laughs> you need to flush that with an antibacterial wash <laughs> and then go to CVS for some ointment. <laughs> we're, we're terrible people, dude. You know, the, the term natives, I've always loved that term because uh, it sounds offensive, but it's not. You know what the really offensive term is? Savages. Savages is the bad Savages word. is bad. Nice yeah. hat, dude. <laughs> we talked. Thank you. Yeah, you got a good Speaking one. Speaking of savages, dude. Pilgrim. Yeah, right. You're Fucking a pilgrim. Hell yeah, dude. Pilgrims, man. What a cool time that must have been. That must have been exciting, you know? Because you, you came over on a ship, and it was such a long journey. And whenever you get off a ship, you're always glad to be on land. Right. Yeah, right? I'm sure. Especially if you've been on on sea for weeks and weeks and weeks, throwing up all the time. That's well. That's the other thing that's sucking. It's like in a horror movie when they escape their captor and then they hitchhike and end up with a worse person. It's like you were across, going across the ocean, and the second you get there, you're getting shot by yeah, arrows. Yeah, they, they ran right into a pack of savages. <laughs> yeah, dude. they ran right into the natives. That's they. Were, <laughs> there was some trade and some bounty, I believe, that happened. Nobody really knows the true story of of Thanksgiving and the pilgrims because uh, it's, it's been so long. And we were brainwashed in school too. Like I learned a bunch of bullshit about like them being friends and stuff. Right. Yeah. I think that was all a false narrative meant to, uh, you know, make the savages feel better, <laughs> but I don't think that's how it actually went down. We like here's, gave them the flu. Right? Here's, here's an interesting story. Um, 
The French word for turkey is dinde. D apostrophe <laughs> I N D E. Interesting. Now, what that means in French is of India. Mm. And what that means is that when the pilgrims first discovered turkeys in America, you'll recall that some of them originally thought that America was India. Right. That was right? the original assumption. Christopher Columbus. And so they said that, oh, these birds are of India. And in France, they never changed their ways because they're a very stubborn people. So they called turkeys to this day of India. Right. Even though we know that they are of America. Unconcerned with PC culture. Yeah. The French. Gotta love it. You're learning shit on Oops the Podcast, folks. That's right. So here's a question, Julio. Let's hear it. What do you think you would have done if you were a pilgrim and you had seen young Pocahontas? I would have banged her, dude. You would you have? Yeah. Oh, sure. She was so hot, dude. She was. Well, her <laughs> hair was down to her thighs, bro. She needed a cut. I mean, you want to talk about split ends. There's no way that stuff. She's not using Pantene Pro-V back then. She's probably washing her hair with fucking sap. Poca. Pocahontas, dude. Pocahontas. Do you know what I would have done? I would have stayed in England, bro. The, like, if you think about it, the settlers were like the first cult in a way. Well, but they were escaping religious persecution. Right, right. But all cults say they are doing that. They just That's happen true. to like last. Yeah. So they, they decided to, to break away and they took the Mayflower and the other ships across the sea to America and they founded their own colony, right? First the one, Ma wasn't it Jamestown? Jamestown. And then they did and the then Massachusetts. And they went north to the Massachusetts Bay Colony, right? which I think was a Puritan society. Are you watching Handmaid's Tale? I'm not. Holy shit. It is good. full of rape. <laughs> I mean, it's one rape scene after another. I was not prepared. It's hard to go to bed after. I have to read a, a book really? before, to, to, to cleanse the rape palate. Dude, my mom tried to describe the plot to me, and like halfway through, I was like, all right, I'm, let's stop. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a reversion to uh, old world values, much like what they believed in in, in Puritan society in Massachusetts, um, except taken to the highest extreme. Interesting. It's a militarized Puritan society. In the future, right? Or no? Not oh. terribly far in the future. In the near Not future? Not so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be serious with this hat on. I got to tell you. <laughs> I, I can see the little leggies. I feel like the turkey's trying to tell me to giddy up. <laughs> Come on. Let's go. Yeah. Whenever you like try to say something serious, I just look at you and I'm Yeah. Scared. Gobble, gobble, baby. <laughs> I worry that everything I've said today is the sort of thing that will be dug up 20 years from now by uh, a, a, colon, a, a society of, uh, of Native American chiefs who run a comedy show that I'm applying for. <laughs> you know? I feel yeah. like savages, natives, these are all buzzwords that won't age well. Yeah, and it'll be easy to isolate them and make it look like you were being serious. Yeah, but, it's, but at the same time, who could say? Maybe I'm <laughs> protected by the hat. You can say anything in that hat. Yeah, you kind of can. Did you look like the kind of cool fifth grade teacher, Mr. Ellis? Yeah, but that'd be Did like. You see Mr. Ellis's call me, hat? Call me Francis. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Ellis is my my father. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs>
dude i'm i'm telling you man i would think i would think i would have been really good friends with a lot of the native the natives i would have gone through the woods i would have learned their ways i've always been good at uh creating friendships with people that are not like me like when i play pickup basketball people like people like me that's good but i'm i'm not like them you know right racially right (laughs) we're different so my point being but we bond over things like i'll say hey those are cool jordans and then we'll talk about sneakers you know or hey kobe bryant's my favorite player who's yours and then we we're off on that tangent um i don't see that going well dude Hey man, Kobe Bryant's my favorite player. Who's yours? Be like, shut up, dude. Yeah, but you'd be surprised. Get down in the paint. Everybody has a favorite player, and everyone likes to talk about their favorite player. Okay, it's a who is your favorite player? My favorite NBA player mm-hmm. of all time, Allen Iverson. That's a good one. I was a big Allen Iverson fan. The, the answer? answer, yeah. Jinx. Everything he did made me want to wear baggier pants. Right. I would show up to school. I wore Echo jeans in seventh grade, dude. Echo jeans. I mean, oh, they barely. I would cinch my belts tighter than I do when I jerk off. And it, these things barely <laughs> clung to my hips. I'm telling you. I was oof. just the baggy ones. The yeah. Big they were ones? like, they were yeah. like bell bottoms from the waist down. I had a pair of similar. Yeah. Yeah. And I bought an, an Nietzsche shirt. Nice. And then someone was like, it's NYC. And I was like, Oh, I get that now. Oh, I called it an Nietzsche too. Yeah. Is it not an Nietzsche? I'm not sure. Fat Farm, Pele Pele. Right. R.I.P. All those brands. Sean John, Rock Aware. I loved all those. I things. just found out that P. Diddy owns Aqua Hydrate. Did you know that? Yeah, that know that, what that water? Is. It's like pH balanced water. It's good stuff. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, all those guys Fun had fact. beverage companies. I mean, I know that such a, the bulk of P. Diddy's wealth comes from his vodka company, Ciroc. Really? Yeah. I'm amazed Ciroc has done so well. Yes. Sort of a fringe brand. If you get alcohol right, you it seems that that's the most lucrative thing. I mean, I know that Justin Timberlake has a tequila company. Obviously, George Clooney, George Clooney went made Casamigos. tons of money. Did you hear that story about how when they sold Casamigos uh, for over a billion dollars, he delivered a duffel bag with $1 million of cash to eight or nine of his closest high school friends, all of whom had let him stay on their couches while he was auditioning for small TV parts and trying to make it as an actor. In his no movie. way. And it was a thank you gift. $1 million cash. I always knew he was the fucking man, dude. Pretty cool guy. He's also like the, the, the pickup basketball guy. He plays with Obama and shit. Well, there you go. I bet you he tells Obama, hey, Obama, my <laughs> favorite player is Rick Perry. <laughs> Barry. Rick Barry. Underhand and then uh, not Rick Perry, the go- <laughs> governor of Texas. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I bet you he, he has a find finds a way to cross cut cleavage friendship with people. Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. Well, do you like Thanksgiving food? I do. 
I really do. You know, what is this bullshit? Every year, every year, every single year, we hear a story about, I'm tired of Thanksgiving food. I don't even like it that much. I don't like cranberry sauce. I don't like the stuffing, whatever it may be. And I think that's because those people are poor. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my mom cooks the most incredible Thanksgiving meal with a nice heritage free range turkey that has lived a good, happy life exploring <laughs> the, the backyard, <laughs> eating little wormies and, you know, termites. I don't know. And then uh, with a, a, a shredded um, Brussels sprout dish mm. and uh, sweet potatoes that don't have marshmallows on them. Don't put marshmallows on your sweet potatoes. Is that a thing? Yeah. Ugh. Yams. Just eat them with, with something somewhat healthy. You can The Thanksgiving meal can be very healthy. That's true. You're right. And I think people put butter or they deep fry a turkey or they do this and that. <laughs> And that's when you're going to say, yeah, this is gross. Yeah. Try for a more, a more healthy, simpler, organic Thanksgiving meal. Do you just, what's your Thanksgiving family situation? We, like? we eat Thanksgiving food and it's pretty good. You know, whatever. My, there's always one person who's like, oh, you're going to get tired from the turkey. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like tryptophan. Yeah. Right, they always dude? throw that like, word out there. They out remind you what it is. Yeah. Um, Show offs. I'll tell you this though. I, have, I haven't eaten meat for like a week. Uh, just what happened? I don't know. I was just like giving it a shot, mm -hmm. but dude, I've just been waking up with just fat erections, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that happens. <laughs> they say that happens. <laughs> oh, whoa! <laughs> That's great, yeah, dude. It's felt, it's felt great because I felt you're like not man, eating dude. meat. Your libido has increased? I don't necessarily think my libido has increased. Like, I don't feel a, more of a desire for just any sort of sexual activity. Uh -huh. But my, I have just woken up with fatter, harder erections. Yeah, yeah, the old fatties. The old fatties. Let dude. me ask you this. Do you get, <laughs> do you get the boner, boner... Do you get the morning boners because you have to pee? Because that's why I would get them. That, do you think that's actually why you're getting them? I think, yeah, I think men just wake up with them. No, I'm I'm not waking up with a boner because I dreamt of something sexual. No, I know. There's no sexual con like it's correlation. It's because I had too much water before bed and I wake up and I'm not somebody who pees the bed ever. I've never done that. I've never been one of those guys. So my my penis just fills up with pee. It's much like a fire hose where you've turned on the pressure but you haven't opened the la the spigot at the end. So it blah, gets straight and hard and full of pressure. And then once you open it up, you can put the house out. This is it sounds like quack science to me, dude. <laughs> I don't know if it's because you're wearing that hat. <laughs> you're talking about anatomy wearing the fucking stupid hat. That's what happens, man. You gotta <laughs> pee, your boner stops it from happening. All right. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I go down to Florida. Really? Yep. My family has a house on an island called Boca Grande. Where's that? On the west coast, about an hour and a half south of Tampa. Is it near Naples? An hour and a half north of Naples. <laughs> One hour 
15 minutes <laughs> south of Sarasota. Okay, cool. So it's a nice, the nice area. An hour and 20 minutes north of Fort Myers. Okay, great. So you're right in there. You're right in the thick of it. Dude, I went to Naples once. Naples was the place where I first got drunk in my life. Really? Yeah, I went with my friend Chris. He was two years older, and when I, I had a fake ID. I was from Maine. I was 16 years old. And we went down there. His family had a house down there, and we uh, went out to a bar with our fake IDs, and we drank tequila shots. You got wasted? Got pretty fucked up. Ended up making out with a school teacher named Michelle. <laughs> I think she had a child, nice. but he wasn't there. How old were you? I was 16. I think she was 34. Five. Wow. Big deal. That must have been awesome. I remember thinking, am I going to get you know herpes from this old lady that's what i thought you were putting yourself at risk her mouth has been so many more places than mine had (laughs) that's that's exciting though so we go down my mom is a is an absolute legend in the in the kitchen when it comes to thanksgiving meals she'll cook six or seven different types of pie and she does the cooking once you guys get there, I'm assuming. Yeah, but she cooks for two or three days. Oh, wow. And then she always says, you know, why am I doing this? How come no, nobody's helping me? And we say, Mom, we're willing. We're willing and able. You just have to put us to work. And then right. on the last She's day, we delegate. all kind of collaborate together. A similar narrative with me. Yeah? Yeah. Dude, what's the biggest fight that you've ever gotten into with your family on Thanksgiving? Oh, wow. Uh Nothing comes to mind in particular. I had a bad one. What happened? It was probably five or six years ago. Something about when I'm with my family, I become very edgy. I think I don't think that's unusual. Yeah, I just get a little testy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because it's abundantly clear to me when I'm with them how far I have to go before I'm going to make anyone happy. <laughs> Do you, I feel like you come, you live, you're from a nurturing environment, dude. I, I sure am. I just don't believe in myself. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. But here's what happened. Uh, we had friends over for Thanksgiving dinner that year, friends of my parents, and I was already annoyed by that. I wanted it. To, I mm-hmm. had this idea of Thanksgiving is for family, Comfort. immediate family. No outsiders welcome. Like, I, like we were in a treehouse or something. <laughs> so we had these three or four older people come over. Um, and you know, older people can be tough because they're just so, they have so much, they think they have much more wisdom than you. Right. They talk at you sometimes. Yeah. They talk at you. So we're sitting there and, uh, some, some controversial topic came up, which was, uh, we were talking about, I think maternity leave Mm. and, uh, this was during the Obama era. So people were a little happier, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, I said, you know, do you guys mind if I, I have an, I have a thought and I don't know if it's a little bit controversial or not. That was how I prefaced my statement there. And my sister went, Oh boy, buckle up folks. (laughs) And I went, you know what? Shut up. (laughs) And my mom got so mad that I said, shut up to my sister at the Thanksgiving table with the old people around. I mean, we barely recovered. I had I, I I got an earful, and I'm not talking of corn. <laughs> I got an earful after that meal. You can't speak to your sister that way when company is present, you know. Fair enough, dude. And I I I guess I did regret it, but I also the the point I was going to make about maternity leave wasn't that controversial. I think I ended up saying something like, "Well, you know, if you're running a business, and a woman leaves for six months." 
and she's been progressing up and is a valuable member of your company, it's hard to just lose someone like that for six months. You rely on that person to be a, a solid member of your team, but I guess that's the whole point of maternity law protections, right? Mm-hmm. So fair enough. I guess we'll keep them, keep them in place. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was the biggest fight we had at thanksgiving that was the that was the the bad one my sister was shell-shocked and then and then i remember i remember she she did this thing where as my mom was yelling at me in front of everyone my sister said something like i mean what do you expect he's always been this way oh man you know like or 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 being like come on it's okay you you guys know you know him you know how know. he is. I hate that. As if just like, we're all on the same side together and he's this black sheep. And I was like, I'm not the black sheep. I'm a regular sheep. <laughs> That's annoying though. Getting categorized in a negative way. Exactly. Where you're like, I'm not like that. Yeah. But then yeah. you don't know. Maybe you're wrong. One slip know. of the tongue and you're, you're, you're ostracized for the rest of the meal. <laughs> well, dude, I'm jealous that you're going down to Florida. Like the only, the last time I was in that area of Florida and like the Naples area, I, it was for a tennis trip. We were playing a division two school and there's no rules in division two. So like I got whooped by this 27 year old Ecuadorian guy who was wearing a visor, dude. He whooped my fucking ass. It was, it was a man. He was a man, dude. He's the coach. <laughs> dude, he just, it was six, one, six, one. Where, where did, what minutes. school was it? Florida Gulf Coast. Oh, I knew you this were This is before they were division that. one. This is like when they were brand new. Dude, that school, remember that NCAA basketball run they had? Where they were just dunking on every play? No. They were the darlings of the tournament. They, they were everyone, like a 13 seed or something? Yeah, 15. I don't even, 14 or 15, and they won a couple games. It was crazy. Wow. I don't remember that. So, yeah, that's an, that's an interesting area of Florida. It, it sure is. Um, yeah, I go to Connecticut. I've gone every, we've done it at my house every year that I've, that we've lived in that part of the world mm-hmm. since I was, you know, whatever, five or six years old. Uh, and... It's fun, man. And, you know, this year I'm going to be traveling a lot that week. I'm going to go for the day, and that's going to be stressful. But I, I'm glad. I'm trying to keep the streak alive. Yeah. You got to do Thanksgiving with your family. Do you think Thanksgiving or Christmas is a more important holiday with the family? I think that Christmas very slightly mm. for me. Um, I think in general that's probably true. Yeah, because you don't get gifts at Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, and there's less, like, buildup. Towards Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of buildup towards Christmas. Thanksgiving just sort of pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, this is the good time of the year, dude. You this know? is a great time of year. It's I'm nice. feeling great. After, you know, mid-January, it goes downhill pretty, pretty Oh, hard. buddy. Yeah, you For get home from months. that. You get home from that um, At least in the Northeast. New Year's Eve week. And you just, it's really dark. January is the longest month of the year by far sucks february also sucks bad for comedy too shorter is it yeah comedy always slows down during those months it's funny because that week right after christmas before new year's eve is the most busy comedy week of the entire year i know it's awesome yeah crazy man dude i have this great home video from thanksgiving 1993 it's very famous in our family Hmm. but it's funny dude like the video starts off with me coming up the stairs i'm wearing hulk hogan pajamas and i'm like my brother, oh no, my brother comes up the stairs sobbing, and my parents are like, "What happened?" I was like, "I smacked his tush." And they're like, "Why, Julia? Why'd you smack his tush?" 
and like I'm he hit me first or something. I don't know. But throughout this video, all this hilarious shit happens. Like there's one part where they can't find my brother. My brother's three years old in this video. And my dad's like, Where Alessio? My brother's name Alessio, obviously. They're looking for Alessio, Alessio. They're like, oh, let's, there he is by the stump. Let's see what he's doing. And my dad zooms in and my brother has a, a hatchet and he's chopping down a stump with an axe. And my dad's like, Alessio, drop it. He, and then he, my dad's commentary is hilarious. He's like, oh, great. He's like, our three-year-old son has a hatchet in his hand. We're going to win an award. Best parents in the neighborhood. Drop it. So we, we'll watch that. That's part of the Thanksgiving tradition. That's uh, fun. Yeah, dude. It's a good time. And then uh do you guys watch football? Do you do you, what time what time do you guys have your Thanksgiving dinner? Early usually, like yeah. three or four o'clock. That's the right time to do it. Agreed. Because then you can veg afterwards. Mm -hmm. There's usually a couple of people who watch football. Mm -hmm. My uncle, Tony, who like is the uncle who shows up and he says the same shit every year. Oh Tony, how was the drive? Oh, bumper to bumper on uh on five and fifteen, every fucking year, dude. And then he'll be like, "Oh, uh, the game's on." He goes down and watches the game. My cousin Mark will be there. Uh, he'll be busting my balls about something. Mm. And uh, but it's usually a good time, you know. I agree. I agree. I do love. I love Thanksgiving. I'm going for seven days or something to to Florida. To Florida, nice. Because I have the time. Yep. I have the time off. Is your girl coming? She's going to go to her family's apartment in Miami. Oh, wow. For um, you guys, huh? <laughs> Wednesday to Friday. Nice. And then my, my sister, her fiance, his family is from Miami. So the, my sister and her fiance are going to be with us in, on the West Coast from Wednesday to Friday. And then those two are going to drive a rental car over to Miami. And my girlfriend is going to drive it right back. Oh, cool. And they're going to swap coasts. Oh, that's cool, dude. And she'll be with us from Friday to Sunday or Monday or something. That's fun. Yeah, it is fun. And it's also good. Florida's nice for you because uh, you don't have to get sucked into any of that like uncomfortable hanging out with everybody you grew up with time. Yeah. They can just get testy. I mean, I love the people I grew up with. They're cool. But like when everybody kind of comes together at the bar, there's always some weird narrative that unfolds mm -hmm. that like nobody needed to get involved with dude think about this when we were in college right you remember our first year of college we all came home from college everybody that you'd known in high school and everybody went to the bars the night yeah. before thanksgiving yes and everybody was wearing their college sweatshirt mm. some kind of paraphernalia from where they went to school all proud of the fact that they'd gotten a a 2.7 GPA, but they were pledging <laughs> and everything was going well, right? Pledging and getting raped by Did, the seniors. The next year, half those kids had failed out of their college and were now going to the University of Maine or the USM. Or uh, interesting. They couldn't handle it, the distance. Yeah, and that's the, true for us too. I would say the year after that, half the girls were pregnant. Really? And then the year after that, Pretty much everyone was in methadone clinics. What? My high school senior class fell apart so dramatically and so quickly. That's a, a rapid decline. Yeah. Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit, <laughs> but they were dicks to me in high school. So I was, I was wishing for them to fall apart like, it, you know. Uh, you were like, you when you were studying, you're like, one day these kids are going to be mowing my grass. Yeah, they, that they'll be <laughs> pumping my gas. That's right. 
I stayed in school. My GPA got better and better every year. And these kids, their their hopes and their dreams fell by the wayside as their freshman thir- 15 turned into a sophomore 30, turned into mm. a junior year uh, needle habit. <laughs> I was a big boy after. Did you put on a lot of weight? Yeah, dude. So dude, how? Okay, this is what happened. I got to school. I was playing tennis. When I went into college, I was like 180, which was kind of like my my a good fighting weight for me mm-hmm. as a tennis player, maybe 175, but I was like 180. And very quickly, our coach got fired. Oh. And I had a girlfriend yep. who lived in Connecticut. And for three months, I didn't do shit. And I gained, I'm not kidding, 35 pounds. What do you, what do you mean? Your coach got fired, so you guys didn't We just didn't have, practice. You didn't have like off-season. This was in the fall before yeah. season started? So we have a fall season, but it like wasn't too long. And our coach wasn't too heavily involved or whatever. And then there was just a period where I just was eating fried pizza bites at midnight. Like, yeah, you know right. what I mean, I hadn't adjusted my, I was overfed in high school too. Like my parents would give me multiple sandwiches in the morning. Yeah. Cause you're growing so fast. Italians, you know? Yeah. Um, so sandwiches in the morning, dude. And, I, and my, and they would also make me multiple breakfast sandwiches for breakfast. Like it was like this thing. They were terrified that I wasn't going to be fed enough. Right. And in reality, I needed 20% of the food they were giving me. But, <laughs> but dude, so I, I was like two fifteen, two two eighteen. Wow. And then the I, I got down to 200 by my senior year. And that was... That's good. It was still too heavy. And I and I played pretty well. But it's one of my regrets in life, not being fit to really compete at my high level. Do you mind level. if I ask how much you weigh now? Right now, I'm probably like 190. And I've, I'm a big fluctuator. Like, I've, got, I've been as low as like 165. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. When I was in LA, I was just really depressed. I was just exercising all day. Because my agent's like, you have to be out here. And then I did nothing for two and a half months. So I was just biking everywhere. I took a PA job where I biked back and forth 15 miles. Isn't that crazy? F- 15 miles? Each way. What the fuck? I know, dude. And I lied and told them I had a car because I knew I would get fired. So they're like, go get some water. It would take me like 45 minutes. Like, what does it take you so long? <laughs> and then they finally figured it out. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Crazy, right? That's dramatic. Yeah, dude. Yo, I had a crazy thing happen, though, this weekend. What happened? After the workout. I went to meet my friend Alex and his girlfriend for sushi at Sugarfish. Oh, the best. So good. Which one? We went to the Soho one, and the service was horrific. Really? Yeah, they didn't even know we were there. Oh, man. Yeah. That's unusual. It's probably like how the pilgrims felt about the natives. (laughs) They're always blending in with the trees and stuff. But needless (laughs) to say... um. The the sushi was fantastic, but before I got there, I took the C train from 23rd Street and 8th Avenue down into Soho, and when I walked down into the subway platform, uh, I saw a guy sitting on the yellow line, the caution line, dangling his feet over the into the tracks. Jesus. Yelling, don't come any closer. Don't come any closer. I'm going to do it. I've had enough. Threatening to kill himself. Did he seem like a normal guy or no? No, not really. He was wearing those fingerless gloves, but ah. you could tell that the fingers had come off naturally. He didn't <laughs> buy them that way. And that's a bad sign. You know? Yeah. If, if you, the, the fingers of your gloves have come off and you don't replace them, <laughs> you're, you're poor. So uh, he was down there and, he, and people were kind of like, oh my God, what do we do? But then a lot of people took their phones out to start filming. And I, at first I was like, ah, shame on them. But then I was like, well, you know, 
I know a good Instagram opportunity when I see one. I'm going to save this guy's life. It'll get on the evening news. That will turn the public tide of opinion about me. And all the front page Francis Ellis Google hits will go from being Francis Ellis makes fun of dead girl uh, to uh, heroic Harvard graduate saves homeless man with fingerless gloves in the subway. <laughs> so I crouched down to get down to his level. And I said, hey, buddy, you know, by the way, I should add, I, I had a really good outfit on. Uh, I was wearing a long coat with a hood popping out the back, which is a cool look. Yeah. I had some boots on and nice fitting jeans. So I knew that whatever clip ended up on, you know, the New York Post or whatever, I was glad that I had dressed so well for the occasion. The hero fantasy coming to life. Dude, it really was. And we've talked about it so many times. Now, admittedly, in my hero fantasies, I'm not saving a homeless person, right? Do they really need to be saved? Mm. So <laughs> um, maybe I should have let this one go. But um, he he was making all these you know gestures. Hey, get away from me. And I crouched down to his level and I said, hey, buddy. I had seen that the clock for the train said three minutes. So mm-hmm. we had a, we had a, t- a little bit of time and I got down to his level and people were filming us. And I said, Hey buddy, you know, are you all right? Let's uh, let's get you away from the line. And he goes, I don't have anything. I have nothing left to live for. Nobody cares about me. Nobody will give me money for food. What's the point? And I said, listen, I'll go, let's go get you some food. I'll come with me and I'll, I'll, I'll take you. And he goes, Oh, are you sure? And I said, yeah, come on, come on. Let's get you away from the line. And he said, okay. And he stood up and I, we pulled him off the line. By this point, he, we stepped away from the yellow line and the train came and settled. I could see it coming and it settled in. So he was safe from that. Nice. So I felt like well my done. job well done. was kind of done. And I was disappointed that more people weren't clapping. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. Do people clap? Yeah, no. Um, uh, but rude. then uh, I looked in my wallet and all I had was a $50 bill because I'd been paid for a spot the night before. <sighs> and I really like $50 bills. That's probably my favorite denomination. You see more hundreds than you see 50. Absolutely. And it's so rare for me to get one that I wasn't about to give this guy, you know, a $50 bill. Um, <laughs> and I certainly wasn't going to take him up above subway level to actually get a sandwich because then I would have been late for my omakase at Sugarfish. <laughs> so I just went, oh man, uh, I'm sorry. I actually don't have any money for you. And he got so fucking mad at me, dude. He goes, you motherfucker, you're just like the rest of them. You lied to me. You lied to my face. And I was like, dude, I saved your life. He was like, no, you didn't. I wasn't actually going to kill myself. And I was like, aha, I called your bluff. And then he was like, fuck you. You're going to hell. And I was like, ah, I'm actually just getting on the train. And I got on the train and he got on the train with me. No. And he continued screaming in my face. And everyone was like, why is this terribly dressed fingerless man yelling at this wonderfully dressed beautiful redhead uh and and they were he was accusing me of all this shit and i was like how come nobody's helping me now uh and it definitely did not play out like the hero fantasy that i had hoped it would fortunately it was only two stops to soho so uh i got off as quickly as i could but it was a harrowing experience and i don't really know if i get credit for actually saving the guy's life as they say no good deed goes unpunished indeed it does not
Jesus. But it also goes to show you, you should carry around smaller bills. (laughs) Because I I would have happily given this guy three bucks or something. Dude, it, it... It's such a true thing, not just in this circumstance, but in any circumstance. If you're with people, if you're like a guest and you ha- randomly there's a coat check and you don't tip the person, like yeah. you're a piece of shit. You should always have five dollars in singles on you. Yeah, five, five, even a ten. I would have given him. I don't know that I would have. I, to avoid the awkwardness, I probably would have given him a twenty, but a fifty was just too much. Fair enough. And it, it also became clear to me through the whole situation that he was putting on a show that this was a blatant uh over the top theatrical panhandling maneuver right i don't think it was the first time that he threatened to kill himself so that people would give him money this guy's a pro yeah yeah so i don't know damn dude yeah well you know you live to tell the tale yeah i did and i guess he did too good for him well, listen, everybody, enjoy your incredible meals. Happy Thanksgiving. Hug your loved ones. Don't tell your sister to shut up at Thanksgiving. <laughs> and let your Uncle Tony tell his traffic stories and go watch his game in peace as you devour your marshmallow-covered yams on the way <laughs> to losing your left foot. Uh, I'm Francis. He's... Julio Gallerati. Where, where, where are you going to be? I'm going to be at, uh, well, we're past our Gotham shows. Uh, so I am next in Norwalk, Connecticut at the basement at our house on December, I think, 7th and 8th. But check my website, francisellis.com slash shows for more dates. Julia, where can we find you? Uh, I'm going to be in Royal Oak, Michigan tomorrow at the Royal Oak Music Theater uh, with Pete Davidson. And... As, as well as tomorrow, the Vic Theater in Chicago, Illinois, um, on 11.30. And also, December 6th, come out to uh, National Lampoon's LIC comedy show that I'm doing uh, with a couple other great comics. It's uh, Friday, 12, 6, 10 p.m. Come check it out. Thank you, guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy yourselves. That happened. Yeah, That's dude. crazy, dude.